0: Going on this new episode here, once again, just kind of finding our groove here. I'm trying to, you know, figure out like a new way to do this because obviously, I don't know about Chris, but for me, at least these next few startups haven't been really the best. Because last time, like we've been doing, you know, the regular, oh, we're not authentic we're authentic as blah, blah, blah. And every time, Chris, I feel like we've always like, you know, gone off the wrong foot at least this 21 2021 it just hasn't really gone that good so you know i
1: yeah i i mean i can see why he didn't want me to do the copyright song thing yeah uh and then i after you had that 45 minute talk with me after the last episode with tyler about ranking religions um Mm. i can see where that was problematic too yeah so uh, brandon I hear you, dude. Yeah. I went back to the drawing board on this. I did a page one rewrite on what I'm going to do to open. Okay. And I think I think you're going to find that this is going to be the right solution.
0: All right, Chris. Well, I think our listeners are excited to hear the new intro for Going Off Topic.
1: So Excellent. let's hear it. Thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah. So as we said, we, we're not doing copyright music. We're not ranking religions. Okay. So instead, I wanted to keep things personal to our own branding. And I have talked for for months and months now about my screenplay that I've been writing. So I think that would be the best.
0: Well, we're not going to do that. So today, going off topic, we have ourselves a wonderful guest with us. We have Zach Lukasian. How's it going?
2: (laughs) What? He's actually gone. (laughs) I
1: was on a tangent. I was on a tangent. I don't want to hear about your screenplay. But no, maybe maybe if I maybe if I just read the first scene. OK, you
0: are on thin ice, dude. I, I am about to like remove you from the conversation permanently. If you talk about your stupid screenplay,
1: it was another normal Tuesday at okay. the Robot right. Factory. On- <laughs> this is getting rough.
0: Maybe it's gonna be a one person podcast for now. And who knows? I guess. <laughs> All I right. Think-
2: I I think I'm going to have to call Chris. There might be a bit of power struggle going on here that I'm not aware of. Chris, are you okay? Yeah, it must be the Wi-Fi.
0: (laughs) I'm Brandon.
1: I'm
2: Chris.
0: And we are going off topic. Hey, listeners, how's it
3: going? It's- I feel
1: like I'm being creatively stifled.
3: Hmm.
0: We'll we'll see what happens. I feel like rest. I'm
1: being shut out of all of my ideas. I try to, you know, oh, oh, can't sing a copyright song. Oh, we can't rank religions. Oh, now Chris can't read his screenplay in the opener of our new episode. Yeah, you can't. I don't know, Brandon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know how I'm supposed to appease everybody here.
0: I want you to introduce the podcast like a normal podcast host. That's all I ask. That's all I want. And you're not
1: giving it. You're giving me the exact opposite. You know, what, Brandon, I'm going to take this rejection as redirection. Okay. I think I have a great idea for next episode. I'm following where you're going. No more nonsense. Hmm. I'm with you now. Okay. We're going to be good.
0: We'll, well, we'll see what happens. I guess that's more anticipation for the listeners, I suppose. <laughs> but for this episode, at least with that crappy intro, we have our we have a good friend, Zach Lucassian with us on the podcast. How's it going?
1: Going good. How are you guys doing? Uh, I've had I've had better days, but uh, we're moving <laughs> past that. Uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, last time I saw you, uh, you had a full head of hair and now you got the Lex Luthor thing going on. Oh, I always mess that up. Is it Luther hand. or Luger? <laughs> Luther. It's been Luther. That's what I thought. I don't. Maybe I, I'm thinking of like a wrestler that like. Did like a play on it, like Lex Luger or something? I don't probably. know. probably. Yeah, I've never maybe, heard of. Maybe Luger I just before. was reading an you, off-brand book. You want to be the one book. to get something confused with WWE? Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of how I live. Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe I was just reading the Mad Cats of comic books. There you go. <laughs> you have the controllers, and then you have the Mad Cats controllers. You have DC, and then you have the DC controller Mad Cats edition.
2: I'm gonna steal from what you said, and I'm gonna go with. Just the, the plain old hero aerodynamic.
0: Aerodynamic. <laughs> I like
2: that. <laughs> it's catching
1: on. Aerodynamic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you well, are
1: streamlined.
0: Yeah. So, listeners, uh, this is actually really interesting here because Zach and Chris are the two oldest friends I have from Grand Valley, our college. And mm-hmm. they were the first people that I got together with at school and like everyone else yeah like it was along the way or like a little after school but these were the first two in our um, was it image and sound or was it screen screenwriting I had you for I had you with uh, script writing so it must have been script writing then
2: image and sound so okay so maybe it was two different classes and doing other things like that
0: yep that's what it was mm-hmm. okay yeah, so I
2: didn't, know, I, didn't re- I, I didn't meet Chris until probably what junior. Junior year maybe? Senior? Yeah,
1: it was for the summer film.
2: So 2016. Wow. Yeah. So between junior and senior year.
0: Yeah. Which is funny. Like at that point, I already graduated. So like that's just like a weird like thing to think about. Because it's like Uh like you guys didn't even meet until like after that. So but I like I met you guys my first semester at Grand Valley and you know, just been friends ever since. And like that was like oh gosh, that was like twenty thirteen, I think. So Going on eight years here, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah,
3: that I is. just
1: remember that script writing class that I I, I had uh, Harper Philbin for my script writing class. Yep, and uh, he just just hated my scripts. My <clears throat> first couple of scripts were so bad. Yeah, and, and they and he rightfully graded them poorly. Like I am not blaming him at all. He one hundred percent was right to give me a bad grade <laughs> on these scripts. I look back on them and I just cringe. I was like, why did I write that? And then I remember. It's the freshman. Oh, I have creative full creative power. I'm yep. gonna like write something totally ridiculous I'm gonna sound super profound or edgy and nobody's done this before. And it's always crap. It's all, all always- the time. You would
2: stare you stereotypical. Yeah. Because because he would because I can I can see it if you kept to your style of humor and wit. I'd imagine it probably would have gone very differently, but if you wanted to go profound i can see I can see him sitting in his chair, just shaking his head, going, Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> not about that, yeah, I think not,
1: yeah, it was uh. It was bad. I think my first script was like a bro story, so it just was awful. It was so bad.
0: I I won't go into details, but I think it had something to do with like a doctor's office or something like that, or?
1: Yes, it was 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 an STD clinic. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So you can already see (laughs) what kind of a gem that might have entailed. All right,
0: drum roll, please. But
3: yeah.
1: Not a lot of uh, Casablanca stories start in an STD clinic downtown. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh my so
1: gosh. Uh, I actually appreciated him uh, slapping some sense into me uh, with the grading. So, if
0: anything, Chris, thank you. Harper. He grounded you. He grounded you yeah, to earth and exactly. saying, hey, make your dreams a reality, not a fantasy. So he was See, giving and you. And the thing
1: is, yes. And he helped me a lot because at the end, the last, the last script we had to write was a treatment of or an episode of a TV show. Yep. And so, of course, I picked Family Guy and I wrote this this pretty fun sort of WWF Family Guy uh, script and he liked it. He gave me an A. Yeah. And I, I'm so disappointed because I lost the script. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, I wanted man. to keep it, but uh, yeah. That's a bummer. How'd you lose it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I it died with my computer and I didn't have a backup. So that's a lesson there on backing up your stuff. Please back everything up. Oh, because evil Back that up.
0: Back it up. Back it up. Back, back I became
2: up. I became the genius and go to of my my, my my hard drive failed, my computer crashed, helped me recover my project and it's the day before the, the exams and when everything is due. <laughs> I, I have deleted my fair share of projects. I have deleted other people's fair share of projects. Sorry Talon, I regret that to this day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did get it back. And I got talent back but I was I was able to get a lot of it back um, after I figured out how to get that stuff going <laughs> yeah yes
0: but yes like we've had many antics in school and it's like just all fun but every like you know once in a while we'll always like catch up and everything it's just and this podcast is just an example of that so we'll probably do this until you know all three of us are in the coven so
1: oh <laughs> uh, I prefer to be cremated so
0: check okay that. fine. <laughs>
1: and turned into a Earn plant some whatever
0: <laughs> like across the ocean however you want to do it until like we stop reading how about that chris you fine with that okay let's, let's go with that okay
1: i can i can live with that okay
0: <laughs> but today we have um zach you actually brought in actually not one topic but two and don't worry guys like philosophical ponderings is still a thing. We haven't got rid of it, but we really want to talk about these two topics and we only have so much we haven't
1: taken it behind the shed just yet.
0: Not yet. (laughs) But, uh, why don't we go into our first topic here, Zach? So what, uh, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah. So pets is the topic to be, and I know I myself have, have a great history with pets and, Mm. Currently, I've got two cats uh-huh. and I've got and they've been I've had them since they were eight weeks old. They're now I think they're going to be two come this fall of hmm. 2021. Um, wow. And then I've got fish. I have. Yeah. A, my, well, the, the today's variety of fish, because as most uh, people know with fishes, they come and go oh. a lot quicker than most other things. If you, you get you that right. Fish. I'm going to say Even if you fish strive.
1: are an underrated pet.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank- well, and there's there's so much to say about having pets, um, both four-legged and non. And as I say this, my uh, I, think one, I one of the, the greatest joys you probably <laughs> do one of the greatest joys of, of my cats is, you know, especially having two, is they, they definitely keep them uh, they keep themselves occupied. Um, but they also love to find ways to annoy the ever life of me, uh, <laughs> mainly being that, you know, one thing I thought is that, you know, you know, for those, for everyone, because no one would know, is I'm looking for a house right now, me and my wife. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start to think about all the, the little nuanced things that you thought you'd never think about for a house. And one of my buddies tell me, you know, something, something I got thinking about door handles, oddly enough. But I was like, oh, you know, I think I know what you know what kind of things I'd want, and you know, an actual handle instead of a knob. Well, that's what I have in my current apartment, and my cat, um, who my cats are definitely bigger—not in the sense that they're fat, but just they're bigger cats. So when my one cat stands up, I mean, he's he could stand up and really reach, you know, probably four feet um, if he tried, and then if he jumps, he can get even higher. So my cat has decided that the hallway closet that has nothing of his in there and there's nothing to do in there, see in there, um, is where he wants to get to. So in the middle of the night, he'll start me- meowing just constantly, and then jump up and bat at the door handle. And because of <laughs> this little LeBron handle, James slam dunks the he, handle. <laughs> he really does. He just, he'll bat at the door handle, and then it just, rico- you know, the handle just ricochets and shakes back and forth, you know, once yeah. or two times. And he just thinks that is the funniest thing in the world. And he'll go at it for an hour. And it's right outside my door. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So it wakes me up every night. They drive me up a wall.
1: I think this this brings up the question, are cats too acrobatic? Is it time we have a discussion about (laughs) how how much space they can access? Do we need to start considering... Uh, You know, not like 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 weighted blankets, maybe just like weighted sweaters just so, you know, you know, it's like a workout like it's not going to hurt them or anything, but it's also not going to make them leap 80 feet into the air.
2: I think you're on something. Even just a grounded vest, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, well, you pick one up and then if if something spooks them, Hmm. if something spooks them, I like I've seen my cat go flying like it feels like 20 feet out of my arms and then he'll land on something that he didn't know was there and then he go springboarding to the other side of the room and then <laughs> he'll just go flying so i think a weighted vest that's not too heavy would form would just be yes. just quite enough to, to remind them that gravity can sometimes be more pain than it's worth <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, yeah and Definitely.
1: and think about this it's actually training because once you take that off that kid's gonna jump. E- okay, I actually realized we can't do this. We can- <laughs> I
3: need them doing you the take the vest
1: off, and they are gonna be jumping like they're gonna be jumping twice what they were jumping because they had the weight, the, the vest training. They're like Brock Lee from Naruto with the little uh, the weights.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't want to. We Chris, don't want to do that. We're you just made a horrible
1: cats. idea. Yeah, Chris creates horrible ideas on his podcast. What else is new? <laughs> so okay, so we'll, we'll we'll shelf the cat weight vest for now.
0: Yep. You know, you were, I'm going back on this because, um, Zach, you know, this, um, you and I both have history with fish and, um, I don't have fish per Mm -hmm. se, but like my parents have had tropical freshwater fish, um, for almost 10 years now and call them the tank gang. And, you know, I, the one statement I cannot stand you can't take your fish out for a walk like i that just grinds my gear so much it's like that's not <laughs> the point like that's not the point it's the point is challenge let them,
1: accepted
0: it's like let them live in their own ecosystem it's a nice display to have you can appreciate them from a distance yes. you don't have to always walk them pet them or things like that like you can always enjoy them in any way really and it's like so what, like, you know, it's probably better that I don't go out for a walk because obviously they can't breathe in the air. So there's that. Did you think
2: about that? No. <laughs> I can disagree with you to a certain point, though, because I have so I have a, a, a good variety of uh, freshwater tropical fish. Um, mm-hmm. And one being the kind I, I love to have these guys, but I don't know if I'm going to ever get them again because I found out they're they're never captive bred. Um are yeah. raised in captivity. They're actually always wild caught, which is sad. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a rope fish. So think of a snake, but 100% water.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. That
2: sounds terrifying. Like, <laughs> they're really cool. Or like an eel. But they're yeah, like, okay. almost to the point of being like dogs, of how friendly they can get. Like yeah. I've known people that train them, to like, go, like you put your hand in there and they'll swim around your fingers and hands and all that. <laughs> and... And they're really fun, but I had a rope fish before, a different one, and I sit in my apartment in the living room, and I was just I was watching TV, but the tank was there too because I love, you know, it's great just to, you know, when everything's going well in the tank, which is a big asterisk, um, yep. it's nice <laughs> to just sit there and, and enjoy, you know, the, the serenity of a fish tank, Yeah, um, mm-hmm. especially when it's finally set up the way you want. But I remember sitting on my couch, and my two cats were sitting – just to the left of it, just looking at the ground, looking at the corner along the baseboard. And I'm thinking in my head, I go, and they had been there for probably 20 or 30 minutes. I had them in the corner of my eye watching TV and I just didn't painting mine. And then I realized these guys are not moving and they're actually kind of trying to bat at something. What is going on?
3: <laughs>
2: and I get up and I walk over and I look, this one in particular got out of my tank and found himself very quickly out of water, as you would imagine. And a fish out of water! A fish out of water. Now, I say, like, you know, imagine a snake. Uh, it, it's more definitely, imagine an eel, but they can't slither away. They're mm-hmm. it's just not what they're...
1: They're just sort of, they just sort of get to the ground and they're limp noodle. <laughs> yeah, They're
3: like,
2: I've got out and... help.
3: I did <laughs> not but my think cat, this through.
2: My wolf my fish... My real fish got out of the tank, and my cats were just kind of sitting there going, Ooh, lunch. What the heck is this? No. What, what Looks this? like and noodles and company like, delivers. <laughs> one was bad at it. The other was bad at it. It just kind of sit there, and I, I run over, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And I I just quickly throw him back in the tank, and yeah. and then I was able to check him out, but he went right back in the tank and happy as a clam, swimming around and, and live for another little while until... There was a pandemic in my tank. Um, oh. you know, I lost a lot oh. of time. Man, that's uh, Like good. I said, fish are fish are really great to have. I really enjoy keeping them. But if there's a, an outbreak of anything in that tank, ick,
3: mm-hmm. swim
2: bladder, you name it, if the fish can get it and it gets in your tank, it is a pain. And the bigger oh, tank yeah. you have, and depending on what you have and how you have to treat it, it gets very, very, very costly. Um, after the, that rope fish died because of the outbreak, I was left with one, one fish in my whole tank. Oh gosh. Isn't that depressing? That's like the saddest it, thing ever. Well, one fish. Well, and this is, like I, I, I really, I say I really enjoy fish and I promise I'm not the same as my cats, but like I say, I really enjoy fish and keeping them and, and doing what you need to do to make sure they're well. But so like that outbreak happened because of, you know, something I didn't catch in time Pretty much everyone died, but common plecos lived. I've had this pleco since probably junior year of college. Mm. So I've had him for five or six years. And wow. he's huge. And he has survived every every outbreak, every pan you know, mini tank pandemic. And yep. for a while, I want to say for probably six months, he was in that tank completely by himself. It was a 75 gallon. But he's in that tank completely by himself. And plecos are algae eaters. I don't think I fed that fish for six months. <laughs> oh, I had the light on a timer, and, and he just—he <laughs> lived his life, and he was all alone. And then I finally started to uh, stock the tank again. Yeah. And then I did that right before I moved from Central Illinois back to Michigan, and had a whole another string of things. And then it's just like it's been back and forth, back and forth. But I'm finally—I've got an equilibrium. One of the crazy things about fish, and specifically with someone called Ick, Brandon, I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're aware of what Ick is.
3: Yep, I do. Um,
2: Chris, if you don't know, pretty much, not like guaranteed, but once a fish gets Ick, which is like the the white spots that get everywhere. I'm
1: pretty sure I saw a SpongeBob (laughs) episode about this.
2: Yeah, so, you know, it's it's an aquarium's (laughs) chicken pox. Um, Once they get it they're not, they they're pretty much immune to it if they if they can live through it but if they can live through it is the big thing yeah. um so i had a, a huge outbreak yes. in my tank probably back in august that i spent a month and a half to two months treating up to just before my wedding in mid-october and then i got back and i had to take my pleco out because you can't treat i had to treat my whole tank. But mm. you can't treat invertebrates, so I had to take my pleco and some other fish out, put them in a smaller tank, and then the, it got healed, and everyone was healthy again. And then I went to go put my other fish back in the big tank, and my pleco was like on death's door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I spent—he was probably left alone in quarantine um, in, in my mini ICU form for probably two months, three months before oh, I actually got him back in my main tank. It was a nightmare. But I now bet. it it, would, it had been fine, and then I went. I'm like, all right. And I always go like, if I have a big pandemic, I always get somewhat discouraged, and it's hard to buy the fish for a while. Yeah. And then I go and I buy a fish, and then it comes right back in, and something else comes in. I had that <laughs> happen last, and I took the fish back to the store, and I was like, you 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 fix them. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to do this again.
1: <laughs> Basically, what I'm getting from all this is. Owning a fish in a fish tank is like the real-life version of playing Oregon Trail.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but at least it's pretty to look at. It can be.
1: It's pretty to look at. Then you have uh, to it's going to gonna be sure. quite the adventure. A lot are not going to make it, but man, the ones that do, you really feel close with. Yep. Yeah, well, and then you got to make sure
2: that they all get along.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's aggressive-type mm-hmm. fish. So my, for my parents' tank at least, um, the, most of the fish that they have... They're very, like, much, like, huge in community. They're very easygoing. But when it comes to my mom's angelfish, she always wanted to have angelfish. They're very aggressive. But fortunately, it's to. Oh, cool. Uh, Zach's showing us his fish tank. That is awesome. I love that.
1: That is a nice fish tank. I like
0: that.
1: Huge. Hey, it's us. Hey, I (laughs) can see myself. (laughs) Oh, that's a nice fish tank. See, that's the nice part about having a fish tank. It's very therapeutic to look at. It is. Bubbles. You got the green. You got the different colors. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to have with the lights off and that tank illuminates the room. It's one of the most serene and relaxing things you can ever have in your home. Yes. The only downside I say to it is cleaning it. That is the only thing. If you have the patience for it, then this is a great way to have a pet. But if you don't have the patience for it, it's probably not best for for you.
1: <laughs> we were talking about eels. It's a pain. Eels for like, you yeah. Know, when we were talking about the rope fish, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that in the evolutionary chain, like when stuff was coming out of water going on to land, do you think these were like the snakes that were like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to stay in here. <laughs> and the rest of like, the eels were like, OK, we're going to go to land and, you know, become <laughs> rattlesnakes and all yeah. sorts of awful things. <laughs>
2: Just that kind of evolutionary, like mid step, like all right, let's go. And they're looking at online on the land and going, "Wow, everything can kill me." Um, I am gonna go back. <laughs> it's like the episode of SpongeBob, Land Critters versus Water
1: Critters.
0: No, it's it's funny because, like, let's let's say, for instance, the the eels like come out of the water. They are like, "Hey, this isn't so bad." And then something stomps on one of the like land eels. It's like. I didn't know that was possible. All right, back in the water.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it seems very clear to me in the evolutionary chain, eels did not find land life very appealing. Boo,
0: that was bad, dude. <laughs> that was bad. You could do better than that. Oh boo, boo. I- I'm gonna boo. give a point
2: to Chris <laughs> on that one.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, so Chris,
0: do you have? Um, I, I know we have talked about before on the podcast that your parents have a, a dog named Cece. Um, yes, but I've Poodle. also seen one of your is it was it one cat or two cats? I I can't remember.
1: Uh, we have one cat, but he has the volume of two.
0: <laughs> That's right. I remember him.
1: <laughs> he is such. Well, his name is Fluffy. Yep. And he is just... He has his moments where he's just the, the sweetest, most wonderful cat. And he is like so unlike other cats. And he's like a pack animal and he likes to be with the family. And he's very affectionate and fun. Yep. But oh my gosh, his yowl is the worst yowl of any cat I've ever heard. I, don't, I honestly think he could compete for worst yowl in the world. And he, he stands a fighting chance of winning the whole doggone thing. It, it Of course it'd be Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not name him Fluffy, but it does apply to him. He is very Fluffy. Uh, his his yowl is like a thousand decibels. It is unbe- It is just so... It's, if a cat has like a cute yowl, it's like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, here's some food. But Fluffy's is like... Ah! Ah! <laughs> it's just so awful. And you would just feel like a hostage in your own house. Right. <laughs> like... It's just like i got to meet the demands of this food. So, you know, people might say, okay, well, just just feed the cat, dude. Dude, we do. We feed that cat a lot. And it's a vicious cycle because we feed him. He eats so much and so fast that he throws it all up and the cycle (laughs) begins anew. There is no pleasing this cat. It is is such a tightrope to walk with his food cycle. That is awesome. Now, how old is this cat? We don't know. He, he was a stray cat in Texas that we adopted, and he has progressively gotten more and more like a mafia Don cat over the past several years where he's like just fat cat, and he just sits around, and he's like makes the, makes the commands, calls the shots, and just demands food. He's oh like, I my did gosh. my time out on the street. You guys are going to feed me.
2: So I'm curious. So my parents had had a Norwegian forest cat named Cleo Mm. and she was awesome. And if you haven't ever seen what a Norwegian forest cat looks like, she would live up to the name of fluffy for sure. But this cat (laughs) ended up living to just about 20 years old, which is quite long for a cat. Mm. You know, usually they're, they're a couple years short from that. Um, but this cat Cleo that I grew up with, uh, in her old days, in her later days, uh, definitely get, went senile, and and started <laughs> to not care about anyone else. And she, if she wanted attention, that was what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. And, and so she'd go around the house. She was never a cat that that screamed or hollered, but in her later days, it I almost it, you'd almost think she was blind because of it because. Yeah just randomly we'd be sitting in on the couch in the living room, or I'd even be in bed asleep at two in the morning. And then suddenly here comes Cleo just screaming her lungs out. (laughs) And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm curious if you guys can hear this well enough if I hit play here. So let me see. Oh my gosh. But as soon as you see her, as soon as you see her, she, she she just does a little, meow, like, oh, you you you, you, you paid attention. And th- in that video, in that clip, so we were sitting in the living room, and she comes across the upstairs banister, walking across the, the banister and just screaming. <laughs> and then as soon as you have to, you have to call her, i going, you can just call Cleo, and she'd hear you, and she'd go, oh, hi, you heard that? <laughs>
0: Well it kind of sounds like an ex- like someone who's like super extra
1: be like, I have arrived. <laughs> yeah, seriously, cats are like every character on every TV show of Bravo. Now, Chris, was that or the worse or the same as funny <laughs> Uh that's about on par. His is just <laughs> like that, maybe a little throatier. It's 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 unbelievably obnoxious. Yeah. Throatier, so like deeper or, ba- or basier or just louder? Basier and louder. So it's a dragon. That's, if, <laughs> if he did not yowl like that, he'd be such a great cat. Because when he is like a sweet and affectionate, like it's typically between all the yowling, he is a wonderful cat. And yeah. he, I mm-hmm. I care about him so much when he sits next to me and he's just like, gets on my lap. He's very... He's an otherwise amazing cat, but my gosh, the yow is just—it's <laughs> like torture. It is. It
0: um, <laughs> can be painful. There's the meow right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I wanted to talk about um, another side because you know we've been talking about cats and fish. I want to talk yeah. about dogs briefly because the um, dog. I, I just figured because like we don't want to leave the dog lovers out. Um, so obviously I don't have, uh, Were
1: we going to have time for, uh, ferrets like we talked about?
0: Uh, don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> uh, cattails. We'll um, but when I was growing up from two and a half to, um, 17, I think I had a golden retriever growing up and, Oh, it's, is that, is that, which one is that? Uh, Zach's holding up, uh, one this of the, oh,
2: she jumped up.
0: um so i had a golden retriever growing up from like two and a half to 17 so like i've had that dog for a very long time so if you do the math 14 um and i i kid you not this dog um we i was two and a half i i gave a name i don't know why i called her britney just i gave her a human name i guess (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <Britney>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Really weird. So I know I didn't really like have any, cr- no, I didn't no. think Fido was good enough. I mean, so.
1: what? I, I was like, I'm not really one to talk. We had, to, I just told a story about a cat named fluffy. I mean, like, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing was, was that this dog, like, I kid you not. If, if you took off the leash, she would just dart off, like not even joking. <laughs> And there was one time where she did, and we thought she was gone. Like, we only had her for, like, two years at that point. It's like, okay, well, well, she's probably dead at this point. This That's really sad. But she came back eventually. Everything was all good. We got, her like, an outdoor area for her, so, like, she's not able to run off. But for, like, a good portion until she was, like, 10 years old, she eventually calmed down. She didn't dart off anymore. She was very reserved and very stubborn in some cases. And um, But what I was going off here is that um, – the process of us moving over from East Michigan to West Michigan, um, we stayed at my grandparents' place until we found a new place. But my grandmother had had cats, and my dog is one of the sweetest, most gentle dog. I mean, I know a lot of people say it, but literally, like if a burglar came in through the door, she would want to be petted by the burglar. Like, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you don't even have to give food to her; she would just be like, "Hey, please pet me."
1: Here, let me show you around.
0: <laughs> so. So she was always so kind to my grandma's cat, Tigger. Now, Tigger only liked certain people. And he did not like Brittany at all. So a lot of times he would just like hit her, you know, like, you know, she was being very patient and she was old at that point. So she didn't like, you know, she wasn't like,
1: think You think I am time for that.
0: Yeah. So like Tigger just kept on like batting her, batting her, batting her. Like, you know, I felt something like, oh, you are being so patient. And then one day she just had enough Tigger Batted at her and hissed, and she went, roof. And like, as, as soon as that happened, Taker never encountered her again for the duration of the time she was there. But in any case, it's just kind of funny how, like, you know, that dog was so patient, but just a little bit more, she just had enough and never, he never messed with her again. So it's just, I miss her still. It's been, oh gosh, it's been since 2009. And, you know, I still think about it every now and then. But the thing is, I don't know if I want to, Dog or not, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but we'll uh, see what happens. I mean, it depends on what you know. My fiance and I decide on, but you know, and that's and that's the thing too. Like, what kind of pets are good for certain people? You know, because obviously, like personality types, living situations, and things like that. You know, it does kind of affect. Like, obviously, a person who travels a lot probably not good to have a dog. You know, because they want to have a lot of you mm-hmm. know yeah. attention, a lot of care, like cats might be okay because they they're pretty independent and everything but um i'm just thinking like fish
1: they will eat the algae as we discussed exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) but but i'm going off of the sense of like you know what would be a good pet for someone who basically does both like goes out a lot but also stays in a lot kind of thing like what would be like a good like would a dog be good for them would a cat be good for them like what's your guys thoughts
2: ferrets ferrets (laughs) ferrets are another breed um yeah i think i think that it all depends because i think you can have cats that are either going to be like 100 self-sufficient they want nothing to do with you and that that's fine if you're if they're there that's good enough for you then great and then there's dogs that can be you know a lot more self-sufficient or don't need as much work like You can have, you know, these gigantic dogs, but they are going to need a lot more work or attention or whatever, you know, versus having a tiny little dog. You know, you don't need as much space or there might have to do as much, you know, but you can also, I mean, heck, you got a treadmill, train the dog to walk on the treadmill. (laughs) You really don't (laughs) want to go out. You know, if you really want the dog, but don't want the strains of having to take it for a walk or, you know, or what have you. What we need is Peloton
1: to make a pet Peloton. Pet Peloton. <laughs> yeah, I can see that commercial in my head. You loved the Peloton during COVID 2020. <laughs> now get ready for the doggy Peloton. Peloton for pets. And it's like just Peloton. just flash cut commercials of all these different types of dogs on this Peloton and this these cats on this Peloton. And then they're like, that's right. We have turtles too, and there's like a turtle, the super <laughs> slow version, and then they have little bunny rabbits. It's like the complete peloton for pets. You yes. hear that peloton? A lot of money you're leaving out there. Would they call that a petaton? Petaton. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I like that.
1: The peloton
2: petaton.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Or they can go based off the, the, the species. So like a furleton for felines and the cats. Yes. A Dogaton. Mm-hmm. Or if they can uh, figure out fish in Aquacon, Yeah. Aqu- which, Ooh, just, Aquaton, which is like just going to be a wave pump in your fish tank that you put in yeah, the fish it's, tank. It's <laughs> going to be essentially the infinity pool. You're going to have the infinity pool
0: <laughs> yep. for your fish. Okay. But what about birds, though? What would you do with them? Oh, Like, birds. would you just put a leash? Get them away.
2: Some... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Bye. I can't. I think they're cool. They're always fun to see if you go to the beach. You get No. <laughs> I can never. Yeah. they will outlive you
1: yeah There's
2: and why did of... you get one that talks <laughs>
1: yeah I gotta be honest this might be this might be a controversial opinion I don't know if we have any business owning pets that are going to drastically outlive us yeah I, I it almost I feel kind of ethically weird about the idea of getting a pet that's gonna live for like 50 60 years like I'm yeah. thinking like turtles right you know like things that are <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I, that
1: just seems I don't know. There's just something kind of weird about
0: that. I I know at least with me, like one of my favorite, my favorite animal ever is an owl and I will never have the heart to ever own one. Not just because of birds, you know, being messy or loud, but like I, it would break my heart to just have that owl only be reserved in my living space or like on my property or something. Like I would want that owl to be like free. I want that owl to be going anywhere it wants to go. And I, I would feel horrible like owning it in a sense, and I what feel are you gonna like do with an
1: owl? What are you gonna do with an owl? It's a conversation piece in the corner <laughs> for board game nights. That's it. His name that's is no who. Life.
0: His name is who? <laughs> who? He's my
2: friend. Who? <laughs> who? That's what I said. Who? <laughs> and and you, you just start? Do you just start showing off like the things that pukes up? Like, oh look, <laughs> go back to sixth grade science class and dissect this. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, Chris, you mentioned, like, you know, ethical issues when it comes to owning pets. I have one. I feel like it's important for me to say it because it's always been kind of like, you know, I've always had this thought about it. Make sure when you want to have a pet that you're financially stable for that pet. Yes. I cannot emphasize that enough. Like, for me, right
1: all in on it.
0: Yeah, it it's it's a it's a living thing. You have to take care of it. You have to have yes. attention towards it. You can't just leave it there. And I've seen so many people like get pets, you know, like as for an accessory, like a, or like for photo ops. Yeah, and then like they don't do anything with it, and it's just really, mm. you know, it changes the pet. You know like mentally and it just like affects them and like their behavior towards humans and makes them harder to like train. And just like, it's, it's really, really bad. And, and also too just like, I, that's why I don't have a pet right now because I'm in my life right now. I can't financially get the
1: life you want to give it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. If I, if I want, if I have a bigger house, then like, I would love to have a pet that way they can travel around. They're not so lonely, you know, in one four square apartment kind of thing. So it's like, I don't know. I've always thought that I've always been kind of like, you know, I won't name names, but like, you know, there's some people that I know that like got a pet and, you know, I don't know, like, are you responsible enough to do this? Like, are you financially stable enough to do it? And it's like, okay. (laughs) Like, but I just thought I'd put that out there because I feel like someone needs to hear that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED talk
2: so brandon you so you you grew up with a golden retriever yes right and a, yep All right. and and more than one or more than one well, dog or just that
0: so actually i for the majority i've only had one dog but i've had uh three other pets actually along with with her so i had a painted turtle for three or four years um his name was bob and he was awesome um and he got too big for his cage, uh, for his tank. So we actually let him loose into a local, like a local lake nearby, and you know there was other painted turtles in that area. So it's not like oh you know this is like a foreign territory for him. Like no, this is where we got his like it, one of his eggs was in our yard actually, and we decided to raise him from. This is your there.
1: ancestral home.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had Bob, but before that we had two. I had two hamsters. Now, Charlie oh, was, man. I had, I had one named Charlie, one of the kindest ha- generalist hamsters around. I've had him for three years. He was, he lived long, but, uh, then he passed away. It was my first exposure to like death, death. and it was such like a, wow, he is gone. Like, you know, it was so weird. And, and a little after I, I didn't have the heart to like get another hamster for like a little bit longer. I think about like a year and a half later, maybe two, I get another one. His name's Joey. Joey hated me. Joey bite, bites me all the time. I was very trying to be really kind to it. And he did not live long because apparently he had a parasite. And it got to him eventually.
2: I have a bad feeling towards cancers in general just because... So I, I'm the youngest in my family of four. All right, yeah. And I want to say this was before I was even born that my parents let my older siblings have these two hamsters um Mm. and and i'll always remember i i always remember the story because i thought it was it was hilarious just in the sense of like you can't believe it happened but it's like morbid and creepy because of what actually happened and it was that my my siblings had two hamsters and i don't know if you're if maybe it's a rule but you maybe i think i've heard you're not supposed to keep more than one in one cage right yeah and and we found they found out why that is apparently um, because they fight and apparently my parents and my siblings left for the day and they had two hamsters when they left mm. and when they came back they had one hamster but one hamster is if you were to add up the pieces that were left behind because Ooh. they end up fighting <laughs> to the point where they like one ate the other one and the other uh, it was a whole thing but oh my they, they had. In t- total, one answer left, and and my parents since then had had always gone, you never mind, no oh. more.
3: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh!
1: Like a hamster always pays its debts. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my gosh, that is just morbid. Oof! There,
2: there, yeah, it, it really is. It's it's morbid in the sense of like whoa, like that that is straight up hamster cannibalism. <clears throat> um, yeah, but then it's you like I mean you. you God, I mean, I'm 26 at this point, so I mean, this was before I was born, so yeah, now I yeah. can sit back and go, Sh, really? <laughs> Just kind of have a, a sad, morbid laugh about it, but you know, yeah. we're all guilty of that somewhere down the line. So
1: I would be remiss if I did not ask the age old question, and we are known for these kind of pol- polarizing questions on this show. Or okay. like K so versus Pi. Like cake versus yes, pie, yeah. which we already got into. We do not need to go into it any further because I realize you're not an ally, Zach. So I can't continue this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I need to control the narrative and shut that conversation down. <laughs> anyway, the other polarizing question of the pet world, cats or dogs? Where do y'all stand?
0: Uh, that is so hard, dude. Because I love them both. Now,
1: now, exactly. I love them both. I love them both, I, I both equally. I put that out there right now. But... Oh. If, if we're going to do the, the, the age-old question, what what is the pet? If you could only have one, which one do you take? Uh, I mean, so... Take as much time as you need. I'll read from my screenplay while we wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't make me mute
2: it, you, you again. Know, it, and just in the fact of, if you're saying you can only have one, now, yep. I mean, clearly, as everyone can tell at this point, I have two cats. I have fish. <laughs> um, throughout, my, throughout my family. This myself, would be an
1: Whoa. alternate timeline. Your, your cats
2: are fine right. in this timeline. Well, this is in, like a diverted timeline. In this situation, I have cats right now um, mm. because that's what we – I didn't want to get a dog when we were going to be moving from apartment to apartment to apartment when we were moving around in Illinois. Um, but we don't have a dog now strictly because our complex does not allow it. Right. No, no no, dogs allowed. They don't care about fish, but they say cats are fine. They don't care. So, you know, we, but we've had our cats since before then. Um, mm-hmm. Dog versus cat, uh, I'm going to go with cat. If I had to have one, I'm going to say species over the other because I have two cats, and I firmly believe you should have more than one because yeah. they're so, because they can be, I, I mean, they can be so isolated and self-maintained, but you get you get more than one together in the room and they're friendly with each other, um, and in this case, they're family, uh, yeah. then they keep themselves occupied so many ways, um, and it's great. But I think I got go with cat. As much as I love dogs, I've all, we, I think we've always had a cat in my house for the most part. Mm. You know, once we once we got a cat, we've never not had a cat in in that house.
0: Right. Um. For me, I'm gonna have to go with Cap. So here here's my reason behind it. So I grew up with having obviously a golden retriever for 14 and a half years, and I love that dog so much. And I love dogs in general. That's the thing. Like I, it's not saying like oh dogs are horrible. I don't like them. like, but the thing is, I think on a practical level, it's much safer to have a cat. Now, what I mean by that is dogs can be aggressive, potentially, depending on where you get the dog from. So if you have a dog that was from a puppy, and you raise from there, yeah, it might be, you know, inconvenient to have a, you know, puppy training and things like that. But like, you know, at least it's bonded to you. And it's, you know, less likely to be aggressive. Now, if you got a rescue dog. And I, by the way, I have a big heart for people who have rescue dogs. Like, that's just like amazing. I'm glad they do that. But there are potentially cases where that dog can come from an abusive household and they could be very mean animals in a sense. And I just would feel like, you know, when I have kids later on or, you know, kids in the neighborhood, like I don't want to have to worry about that. And I feel like it's very, you know, I would get very anxious about it in a sense. Like I would love to like have a dog just pet around everything like that. But like that dog can just wander off and could bite someone. It could, you know, hurt another dog. It could do all these things. And I, and I'd rather not have that with a cat. I feel like it's a lot more chill. It's a lot more independent. It's a lot, you know, friendlier in some cases, you know, obviously there's some cases where cats aren't friendly, but it, that's like every animal though. That's the thing. But I feel like in general, I would be more comfortable having a cat in a sense. So that, that's my answer at least.
1: Well, I'm beginning to see a theme here because both of y'all said pie, and I'm cake. Both of y'all say cats, and I'm here to proudly stand with my dogs. Yeah, Dogs, 100% over cats for me. Again, nothing against cats in this scenario. It is yep. if I only could pick one, I would 100% go with dogs.
0: That's the thing.
1: and. Yep. I was reading a story this morning on Reddit about this dog that basically saved its owner's life when the owner, I think the owner was like 16 years old, got flung from like the back of the bed of a truck. And the dog was back there, too. And they were out in the woods. And the dog basically dragged the, the human to a creek to get water and even defended the guy from coyotes that were trying to, you know. Get in on that, yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know of any cats
2: that are going. <laughs> so to help are you just gonna that. sit here and say the cats are? Are you are you in line with them saying that they're evil? That they're just gonna sit there in a fire and go ah, burn? I can't. I can't <laughs> effectively. Well, out the cat did not start the fire.
3: <laughs> well, hold on, Chris.
0: Hold on. I've seen video of a cat scaring off a bear. Like no joke, that actually happened. So, that logic aside, not every cat obviously can do that, but I don't see too many dogs scaring off bears.
1: Just, just saying. Uh, I don't know about that. I think percentages would say dogs would be more defensive of their owners than cats would be defensive of their owners.
0: I'm not saying defensive. I'm just saying I've seen a cat scare a bear, <laughs> or and, at least startle I
1: would, it. I would say that would be an anomaly. That would be an outlier. I think if we're going <laughs> to, we've got to play the percentages here. And I think, wow, well, that cat is is a good cat. Um, I don't see Fluffy defending me against anything.
0: <laughs> Are you sure um, that that meow can be <laughs> really loud and could scare the bear?
2: So,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what was that?
2: No, I'll tell you what though, a that walks in your house, and and they're trying to sneak around and be quiet, and then all of a sudden, they they turn a corner and they hear this. I think I think that burglar is gonna go running out of the house thinking something <laughs> is haunted. Especially well, if he can't see Fluffy or whatever it is.
1: It depends true. on what kind of burglar. Is it a burglar or a cat burglar? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there.
1: <laughs> anyway. But granted dogs, not every cat is a howler like that. That's true. Dogs are incredibly loyal. They have such loving eyes. I love their eyes. They're so. It's they are just so wonderful to be around. They are Mm -hmm. always down for whatever. They're just sort of the ultimate companion. They really are the you know the slogan of the 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 human's best friend. Yeah, I
0: Mm -hmm. mean like I love dogs too, Chris. You just told us to pick one, so I'm not saying like I know. I know. Hey, dogs suck. Like like no, I love dogs too.
1: (laughs) so
0: i just want to make that clear for the listeners
2: i I gotta chime in on that with brandon it's it's an it's an impossible question
1: it is yes for
2: for those that like both that's what we do do.
1: going off topic we ask impossible questions yep (laughs) i will say there's rarely any
0: animal i don't like but obviously with the listeners they know that my least favorite animal on this planet happens to be in the same apartment complex as me uh the canadian Canadian geese Cannot stand them. <laughs> what? Awful, awful, stupid birds. I hate them so much. They stink. <laughs> they are obnoxious and they are just really intrusive. I cannot stand them birds. <laughs>
1: so
3: Sorry.
0: Please to...
1: send your Canadian geese to Brandon. He lives at apartment four. Okay. No. No.
0: No. That, that, and... All right. Okay. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> I just—they're vicious. They are. They horrible. are vicious. They can break your arm, dude, with their wings. Like I'm not even joking. Like that actually happens. <laughs> like, I it really? Yeah, really. Like they, their wingspan is very, very strong. Like you don't want to mess with them. Um, but and I don't want to talk about Canadian geese. Let's get to get that, get that out here. <laughs>
1: They're let's, a bummer.
0: Let's talk about Zach's other topics. I'm, I'm done with Canadian geese.
3: Blech. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I
0: I, I have a question for you. Sure. So obviously with the pandemic, people have been a hard time going to cinemas. And I feel like it's coming back again and movies are being promoted. And through that, movies are being promoted via trailers. Mm -hmm. Now, I heard a little rumor that someone doesn't like to watch trailers. Is that true?
2: I don't. I do not like to watch trailers. I can't stand them. I I can't. I, I don't watch them. i stopped pre-COVID in our normal lives. What was our normal lives? Yeah. I I start. Uh, you you guys know me. I show up early. Uh, you know. I try to be on time, and yep. especially for anything I go to movies, especially. I was avid to see, you know see the movies, see the trailers, see what come out. And I got tired of it because I got tired of everything getting ruined. Got tired of the punchlines signs getting ruined, the yep. story arc. Like, I have seen trailers. The whole story arc is in the trailer. Hmm. I don't want to know that. I want to know that the movie's coming out, and if I'm going to like it or not, I'll let that be decided once I go and see it. You know, I, there's so many examples I can, I can throw at you. Yeah. Star Wars, you know, the latest Star Wars saga. How yep. many people hated those movies when they came out? And how many people hated them before they even came out because they saw the trailer and they're like, this is going to be garbage? Yeah. Brandon raised his hand on both times. Twice. Yep. <laughs> I. Can I say I absolutely adored and loved the latest trilogy? No. I definitely hmm. think there were a lot of them for improvement. Before seeing each movie, though, I was a lot more optimistic, and especially before seeing the first installment of the latest trilogy, right? because I knew nothing. I have no idea what was going to to happen. I knew a little bit because it's inevitable. You can't fully avoid trailers. Sometimes you get lucky enough, but I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to expect, and especially at a point where in Star Wars series, or another one that I'm I'm re-watching right now is the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series, is, you know, you see moments in, in trailers a lot of those moments are going to happen on screen they're going to make the final cut some of them no See, even some gags or whatever they're not going to be in there or they may even be misleading which is fine um but i hate watching a movie where it, they have life and death situations and it's re, you know more i wouldn't say realistic but it's more possible for a character to actually die yeah. and then i'm sitting there in the theater going He's not going to die because I saw this in the trailer and that hasn't happened yet, so he's going to live. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it's it's it right. for myself, and and I it, I know I'm going to catch flack for this because a good friend of I believe all of ours, yep. AJ Bedard, yep. who lives and works in California, and that is this is his bread and butters making trailers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and I'm going to whip on him a little bit because I, I think like it, it's the biggest offender for the latest of trailers I've seen because, well, I say I, I, I hate them I don't watch them I don't watch them before I see whatever it is it's oh, advertising. I right. will go back and watch them because I'm a film guy like you guys. I, I do enjoy seeing all this stuff. I like seeing how things are done, um, being a part of that. But I also like supporting things
3: and I know mm. watching
2: trailers watching movies and shows are going to do that. So I'd still go and support. I'll go back and watch it. Um, and and there's a specific one that I found out that AJ had a hand in and it was for the movie Onward. Yeah. And oh yeah.
3: And I the actually just
2: I had to rewatch that that trailer before this podcast just to remind myself <laughs> of of just how much it's spoiled and how I mean, it, 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 it ruins – I mean, to me, it I felt like it ruined a lot of jokes. I mean, I think I, – I can't even remember if I watched the one that he had a hand in or not, but – and this is a lot of them. They, ru- they they show you all the jokes. They show you all the puns. They they spoil things for later on, and I, I just decided to stop watching it. I've enjoyed so many more movies since I've stopped watching trailers. Oh, yeah. Because I get to go into it not knowing anything.
0: Yeah, I can already side on you like, with a lot of this already. like I can give support for this because – um, in fact, I, a lot of times, uh, tra- in a sense, a trailer is made to promote a product. I mean, that's like the whole basic line of it of our economy is like you have a product, you want to advertise it, and you want people to use, see, hear, listen, whatever to the product. Now, with a trailer, at least in the past 10 years or so, has been to draw people in with something that is attention-grabbing. So, for instance, with a lot of um, comic book movies, at least since then, you have things that are like, you know, a really funny, you know, punchline happen, or something really shocking happens. Now, um, I won't go into details because I don't know if you still want to see this movie or not, Zach, but they have for the second Suicide Squad movie. There was a scene that happens in the movie and I'm thinking like, why would they reveal that? Like, that is, like, a big thing to happen, and it's obviously going to be at the end of the movie. And it's, like, like I'm excited that, like, that is happening, but I'm, like, hold on. Like, why are they doing this? And I, then I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. They're doing this to get me to watch it. Like, there's no rhyme or reason why. Like, that's what they're trying to do. And I feel like I've, – I've done this to certain movies before, so, like, I've actually – There was a couple movies like in the past few years where like I proactively not watched a trailer, and one of those movies was Star Wars Rogue One. Wait, yeah, Rogue One, right? Yeah. Um, And I chose not to watch that movie trailer because I wanted to experience that movie because I saw Force Awakens with the trailer, obviously, and we all did. But like with Rogue One, I chose not to watch any trailers at all because I didn't want to be you know, tarnish of the experience, because I was a little bit with Force Awakens. And when I saw Rogue One, without seeing a trailer, I liked it more than people did initially, because a lot of stuff wasn't spoiled for me. I'm like, okay, this is all new for me. Like, cool, this is great. But you know, and I did that for a couple more. But like, um, but also, there's some things where they make it to like, you know, they change what it sounds like, or what happens in the actual scene. So and I think AJ also made this trailer too, but um, the <laughs> <laughs> I think he made the Venom trailer back in 2018. I think um, I, I might have to message him to see if he did or not, but I'm pretty sure he did. But there's a part in the movie where Venom goes up to this like store, like this robber that's like um, robbing this, you know, corner store and you know um, Eddie just becomes Venom and in the trailer there the guy that's like the robber, he's like, Who the hell are you? And he's like, We and like he's like, We are Venom. Like it's like half of his face, but it's all of Venom's audio. It's his like, you know, Venom voice. But in the actual movie, it's a horrible mix of like Tom Hardy's like normal voice with um, venom's voice and it just does not like pair up and I hate like watching it in the movie I'm like they did this so much better in the trailer <laughs> like so I'm like what the heck happened there like what what made them choose that and I'm just like I get frustrated every time I see that movie that one part because like it's such a great scene and then like the 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 we are venom part it's like it oh it always frustrates me <laughs> well
2: and and you know to a point though it, it's they, you know, we 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 have to inevitably blame ourselves as consumers because you only get to this point because we say we collectively yeah. consumers we have said, you know, we want more. We want more. We don't we don't know what you know what else there is to go see this movie. Why should we even go see it? And you know, bring us get us more excited about these things. So they have to show us those hit things. As you right. say this, I pull i I've got that part of the trailer that you were just saying pulled up on my screen. And it it you're absolutely right. It it played off and, and ruined, I think, you know, a very funny moment in that film. Yeah. Because it's like, oh here's this big giant monster and he's just helping this old lady at the convenience store. But we've right. we've done this for ourselves. You know, the the movies, the production companies, yeah, you know, they're they're the ones that get to say this trailer has to meet these guidelines and they send it to the, the post house. And then, yep. you know, our, someone like AJ gets that and gets their guidelines and, you know, no matter how they want to do it, this is how they, this is what the, you know, those studios want. They need to make a living. So by no means do I say a- AJ is the problem with this. I think, you know, Oh no, no, no. AJ does a great, great job with these trailers. You know, like, seriously. <laughs> Oh yeah. And like I have gone back and watched and I love them. I think they're really masterfully well done. Oh yeah. Um, taken, you know, separate from it, not as a pretext for, for what you go and see. But yeah. we've done this to ourselves because if we were just happy with seeing, you know, hey, here's all the, you know, the, the prologue information, you know, here's, you know, some fighting or, you know, just a little, you know, much more minimal stuff for it, it gets me in the theater. I just want to know what I'm going to go watch. You know, yeah. if I go watch, if Godzilla vs. Kong wasn't titled Godzilla vs. Kong, I I might need to know a little bit more about what's going on. You know, if titles weren't as creative or whatever, but it's also Godzilla. You just say, "Hey, this is Godzilla and it's a big blockbuster movie. I'm going, do I care what the movie is? No, I'm going to watch giant monsters beat up other giant monsters. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) be happy with it. So long as I get that, you know, so I, I haven't seen the movie yet. So if I actually saw the the trailer for Godzilla versus Kong I would hate to think I'd see a part of every big fight scene in that movie
3: Yeah.
2: or like just make me look and go, like I saw one little bit just because it was on the poster or something where it's like Godzilla's in a net over the ocean. Why? No, uh, King Kong. King yeah. Kong's in the net over the ocean. Why is King Kong in a net over the ocean? <laughs> I want to see more, but now I know at some point King Kong's in a net over an ocean and oh, guess no. who I know is in the ocean. <laughs> the other big name on this title.
1: yeah let me uh let me play devil's advocate with you guys then because I, I think you bring up a lot of valid points, but uh, this wouldn't be the hard hitting show that is going off topic in terms of yes. hard hitting questions to give Barbara <laughs> Walters a run for her money uh, if we didn't ask the hard questions here. Uh, what's the alternative what uh, what is the right way to do a trailer then? It, should there be trailers? What, where's the line between – because you bring up a good point about Godzilla and King Kong where the name sells itself. But what if it's like an art house or an indie film? Uh, they might need to rely on a trailer to get people to be invested in the story. Like I don't think enough yeah. people read synopsises of movies alone um, to go see them. So I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. here in terms of
2: I, – I think you're absolutely right because in a, you know the other note of it is w- – we are all you know majority of us we're film people this is what we breathe in and out every day so we we viewed something we don't view it as as i would say an average consumer we we you know deconstruct and and scrutinize every little bit and for me like it it gets ingrained in my head especially if i see something over and over again um but that's where i say you know like it's it's at no fault of the trailer you know the trailer post houses the trailer houses because they're doing what they have to do to draw in the people right. who <laughs> Jimmy doesn't know what Godzilla is he needs to know does he does he like you know kaiju fighting other monsters he doesn't know so he needs a trailer to find out and that's right. going to get him into the box office or not you know yeah. i usually don't like i just i just look at the name you know if i'm interested i'll i might read the description but it, honestly, I will look at a poster and you know most likely decide if I'm going to see it. I'll go see pretty much anything.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I but I don't like,
2: I don't know if there is a great you know workaround or resolve to it because I think we'd be there at that point then.
0: It it really depends on the film itself. So I, I agree with like um with like indie art house films. They need trailers to promote, but like, I feel like a lot of times indie art house films they have a poster that is creative enough to draw people in. So, for instance, um, last well, 20, sorry, 2019's *Parasite* had a very unique poster, and people are like, "What's this about? This looks very interesting." So, like, a lot of those films, I feel like posters help with that as well. And you know, with some films like that aren't necessarily indie art house films, but are like you know distinctive enough, like in the film world, you know, like where like let's say for example, like a director like Wes Anderson, for instance, that name draws people in Quentin Tarantino, that name draws in, you're going to get people no matter what (laughs) you get people, no matter what, who are going to be drawn to that based on a name itself or an actor in a sense. Now a possible solution to like more blockbuster films. And, you know, obviously this is just more like a hypothetical, you know, idea, not like in a, in a ideal world in a sense. Um, but I've seen on social media where they do like TV spots or like, you know, 20 to 30 second like promotion ads for like when the movie's about to come out. Now, I feel like those are good enough to where you can put enough in for like a little taste taste of it, but not like a whole two and a half minute trailer. Now, I will say, trailers have like immensely gotten better since like at least 2012. Because I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember this or not. But the Avengers trailer, the first one, had alternative pop rock music, and it is horrible. Like, if you go back to it on YouTube and watch it, you're, you will cringe. Like, I'm not even joking. And I didn't even now remember we all just this.
1: Have, uh, now we just have uh, trailers with uh, a Queen song in the background
0: yeah like it is horrible like i when i listened to it like i think it was like a couple years ago i'm like you know what? i haven't seen the first avengers trailer like i, I, I was thinking about the trailer for something like, i wonder what like the draw was for me to watch it and i watched it and i'm like oh my gosh this is horrible <laughs> like, like did i just like have this on mute or something i don't remember um but like trailers have gotten a lot better i will say so um, not just because he's our friend, but good job, AJ and all the post houses, uh, you guys make well, really good trailers. So. <laughs> and
2: I'll, and I'll make my own, my own counterpoint to this as well. A good, good aspect for trailers and why they are, you know, they are necessary in some cases is, is, is kind of patchwork. Uh, I think of the, the movie, what year did it come out? Um, 2017, the shape of water. all right so again never saw the trailer know nothing about the movie so matt did you have you guys seen the shape of water i have yes i know what it's about brandon has you know what it's about so not not knowing anything what what looks to be like the um uh abraham from hellboy Mm
3: -hmm. that
2: creature in the in the poster which is all i had seen i'm like yeah, I want to go see this movie. It might be that, even though yeah. I think at that point I might have no not. But I'm sitting there watching this movie in the theater and going, "What in the world am I watching? <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea where this is going to end." And yeah. I actually really didn't did not like that movie. It's called Romance. I well, yeah, I went back. And I watched the trailer to try to figure out what arc are they trying to create here? What are they doing? Some movies, <laughs> you know, you go – like if I had seen the trailer before, you know, maybe I could, you know, excluding the decision of if I wanted to see it or not because I, right. I'd like to consume as much media as I can. Um, I would have had a better sense of what I was watching. Yeah. Instead, you know, the whole time I'm, I'm thinking going, what, what are they getting at? Where are they going? I mean that's what I like to feel, you know, watching movies – for the most part, yeah. but where it's so abstract, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the shape of water, yeah. I was, I was out of it. I had nothing to, that, that, could keep me in that, in that realm of watching that movie. I was, I was actually, in you know, physically aware that I was in a seat <laughs> in a theater watching something, which is yeah. not what I want to be. <laughs> I,
0: I have another example of that. So, um, but the thing was, I actually liked the movie. It just turned out to something I wasn't expecting. So, In 2019, there was a movie by... um, Oh, I forget his name. But it's a movie called The White House. It had Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in it. And the way that the movie was advertised, there is a sequence in the movie. um, It's not really a huge spoiler. But, like, there's a sequence. It looked like there was, like, um, like, squid or octopus tentacles coming out. And Robert Pattinson was fighting against that, basically. And it looked like it was more like a... Like, um, Lovecraftian kind of horror film that they were like advertising for. Turns out it was not. It was something a lot different, and I actually liked it. It turned out to be a nice surprise. So, um, but when I watched it, like the trailer initially, I'm thinking like, where in the world is this movie going to? Because I have no idea, like, like what the premise of this is at all, you know. But then when I watched the movie, I was like, okay, it's definitely not what the trailer was advertising. <laughs> but like, you know, I I still mm-hmm. digged it. I I loved it. But like, when I Watch the doesn't like, that I, yeah
1: isn't that like an issue in and of itself wasn't there a lot of controversy over uh the movie drive with their trailer? yes
0: there was yep
1: where they, it was essentially they portrayed it as something different than what it really was
0: yeah they portrayed it as a like a like a clone of fast and the furious but more violent mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not that at all it is more no, drama based and you slow know, burn yeah, very slow burn. And yeah. I, Drive is a great movie, but there was actually a lawsuit. I think that like a woman yeah. was like so like ticked off that she's like, "I'm gonna sue you guys for misleading me." For it's like, okay, it's yeah. a movie. Calm down.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but <I laughs> think so, it's
1: a good point though. Yeah. Uh. So, in my opinion, I think. Trailers for movies, especially, especially if they are well-known franchises, have no business being any longer than 30 to 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank a two-minute trailer for a well-known, for a Disney, for a, a MCU film, w- you're just giving away the whole thing.
0: That's too much. That's too much. 30 oh, okay. seconds.
2: What? Godzilla versus do. Kong. What does yeah. that, that title tell you it's going to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> something Godzilla beautiful
2: versus King Kong. <laughs> if I go and watch a two and a half minute trailer, I'm going to see them fighting. I don't want to see them fighting in a trailer because yeah. that's why I'm going to the movie.
0: Yeah. I, I remember, um, when that first trailer came out, I, cause like I anticipated the movie ever since I was a small child. I, I fun fact for listeners. I am like one of the biggest Godzilla fans around. And I wanted this remake to happen so bad and it finally did. So I'm like, of course, at this point, I'm going to watch at least the first trailer. But like when I heard that there was another trailer going on, my dad's like, you got to watch the second trailer. I'm like, no, 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 no. I do not want to be spoiled with extra <laughs> scenes. I want to be saved. And I'm so glad I did because it paid off so well. And if I did, i would probably been a lot like, oh, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? And, you know, I've read that I have that. And I was delightfully surprised and it made me very happy as a Godzilla fan. So and mm-hmm. another trailer did not ruin that for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really firmly believe less is more. Um, mm-hmm. I think TV shows have cracked trailers better than movies have at this point.
0: Oh yeah, because they have more uh, runtime. You know, they have more footage to go through, so they can tease whatever they we, want. No one's gonna know the context of it.
2: Yeah, exactly. We really need them to just get back to the point of you know come, coming soon this summer. You know, starring <laughs> Kate Winslet, and Robert Downey yeah. Jr. You know, watch yeah. them. I mean, you, I mean, you almost like Titanic for those big blockbuster too. movies. Yeah, it's all you need. You're right, yeah. though, because it's all you need. For those big blockbusters, just tell us who's in it, if we're even interested. You know, by the time you hear a title of a big blockbuster movie that you know what it's going to be about, in that title, you've already made the decision of if you're going to yeah, watch it Yeah, exactly. Come to the trailer, show, Robert Downey
1: Jr., Kate Winslet, Titanic yeah. 2. Oh, shit. You know,
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I will say, though, the worst kind of trailers that exist... <laughs>
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> now you caught it. Now you caught it. it. I was like, God, that went right over his head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a Delayed reaction. <laughs> oh, that was good, Chris. Way to go. I like that. Um, I will say the worst kind of trailers I've ever seen was trailers for movies from like the 1940s and 50s. I kid you not. Those things were like four minutes long. And they oh, showed gosh. like entire That's scenes ridiculous. of a movie. I'm like, how many did they show before a movie started? Like, did they just show only <laughs> one or something? Like, th- there was one I yeah. saw for like, um, I don't know. I think it was like, "It's a Wonderful Life" or something. And like, I like they show like an entire dialogue scene. I'm like, okay, why watch the movie? I've already seen like half of it at this point. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Might as well go home. <laughs> I firmly believe. Uh, advertisements for anything really not even just films need to be short where where's the chase and how do I cut to it Uh, (laughs) yeah just because I think people just don't really we're pretty stimulated technologically speaking now more than I think humans have ever been in existence yeah and we're just much more like okay let's go let's go let's get what what's the what are we what are we looking at what are we talking about right and I just think that the faster we,
2: we get a point
1: across the more success it will have easily. Well, I yep.
2: think we've also, we're, we're in a, in a point where, you know, we're, we're in 2021, where a decade passed, where we were, where we kind of, you know, we were more used to seeing those, you know, minute and a half, maybe two minute long trailer. And mm. it, it, we weren't, I mean, yeah, I mean, despite, you know, 10 years ago now, it was just 2011, but social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now. You know, people had smartphones, but it wasn't as, you know, expansive as it is now. Yeah. And, you know, you might've only seen that trailer a few times and then you, you'd really only see them at the theater. And that's where they wanted them a little bit longer because they know you're sitting in the seats. You got there however long early and they don't want to have you just sitting in the theater room with a blank screen, you know, but no, keep them to 30 (laughs) seconds Because the more I see a trailer for a movie that I I have decided I want to see, the more I'm going to sit there and nitpick what I'm watching, I'll talk myself out of seeing a movie if I see the trailer too much. Because I'm going to start thinking, "Mm, maybe it's really not that great, because at the other end of it is, why are they needing to show this as much? Well, nowadays, it's because they just want to throw everything in your face. But I'll talk myself out of seeing a movie at one point. There's movies that I would have loved to seen by now, but I haven't because I just got tired of watching the trailers.
0: Yep. It's simple as that. It It's just, I don't know how it's, because, like, obviously we've seen, just from what we've already said, trailers for the past, like, you know, almost 100 years, because, like, trailers really didn't start until like, the 30s, but, like, you know, it's always evolving. It's always changing. And, you know, I have no idea where trailers are going to be in the next 10 years or so and it could be vastly different from you're what we see now. Trailer. What?
2: It's going to be it's going to be VR or AR so you're going to be in the trailer. Oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's always going to be evolving. It's always going to be changing whether it be good or bad, but like I'm still I'm I'm always still going to be op- like cautiously optimistic when I see a trailer because I don't want to have it too much sp- you know, spoiler, because at that point, I'm probably not going to see the movie if that's already been spoiled enough for me if I already know what kind of plot it is. And, you know, it's as simple as that. So it's just kind of like, it, it really, it all hinges on the consumer. It, it really does. It's like you have responsibility. And it's like, okay, you know, you want to see this movie. So it's your decision to research more about it, or just see it when it comes out. And it's all really up to you. So it's it's kind of like on our call, really.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I really regret not saying this when we were talking about Drive and the woman doing the lawsuit for the trailer. Yeah, uh, not saying at the time it was a trailer made lawsuit.
2: I can't give you that point. What you had you had to pivot us backwards. Just to pull that in, I take that point away from you. (laughs) A trailer-made lawsuit?
1: Oh,
0: man. man.
2: That one. I've heard many of your puns, and that is one I cannot get behind. (laughs) You know,
0: I think that's a clear indication of ending this episode because that's something I really... Oh, man. Zach, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate you coming on here. And just, we'd love to have you on again. It was just just a blast time about pets and trailers and really horrible puns. Thanks to Chris. Um, did you have anything you wanted to plug in before uh, we leave here to check up, have our listeners check out at all?
2: Uh, no, just nothing. I'm just happy to be here. I've been a hermit in my apartment playing games and <laughs> watching TV and hunting for a house, so... There you go. No, I'm good. I was more than happy to be on board for this and, you know, hopefully look forward to another day.
0: Oh, definitely. For sure. Um, thank you listeners for checking us out for another episode. And we hope to hear from you on the next one. So have a good one listeners.
1: You know, what's interesting to think about oh, here somewhere we go. out there in the universe, the galaxy Yeah. Elon Musk's Tesla is just floating.
0: Hey, listeners. Thank you again for checking out this episode of the Going Off Topic podcast. For more information, you can check us out on our social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram. For more episodes, check us out on these platforms such as Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And we want to thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you in the next episode. See you around, listeners.
1: So now that I have you here. I'm gonna to have to ask you, where do you fall on the cake versus pie debate? Yes. What is the superior
2: dessert, cake or pie? <laughs> is, is there a debate going on? Is this something? I don't. I, I stay off social media as much as possible. Is there? Is this a thing right now?
0: Uh, it's a thing with our podcast. It's basically a prevalent theme of the, what's better, cake, cake or pie? Cake
2: versus pie. Do I have a choice of, whi- yeah, of, of, of which? of Which within?
0: Hmm. Yes. Either on one side or the other, you oh, can't do both. Well, <laughs> that's, a
2: not, that's not a fair question. <laughs> that's not a fair question? What do you mean? Well, all right. I think if if, if, you, if I were to throw it on scales, I think pie's going to take, <laughs> take the cake. Oh, going to take the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Pie
3: I have not cake. heard that before. That's, so, that's good.
2: Well, now you have. I'm, I'm happy to introduce you to many sayings that don't actually exist pie takes the cake today um yes because there's really I, I don't mind cake i've never been like a huge fan i'll mm. eat it but like growing up i absolutely hated it there's only one cake that i actually truly enjoy and it's um saunders bumpy cake have you ever had it
0: no but um my fiance loves bumpy cake she always had it from her grandmother so like um i yeah, know all about so, it but i've never had bumpy
2: it cake- <laughs> Bumpy cake, and they have—they now they've expanded. They ha, now have these miniature bumpy cake cupcakes. Ooh! So See? they're even better. And if, you don't have such thing young,
1: as pie cakes or little little tiny pies. You say that, unless, it's those those, City. unless it's those those talk like to snackable to like, pie peanut butter sandwich things.
2: No, but the talk to the Traverse <laughs> City Pie Company because they can make you a pie that's like that big. Yep, and they that's can. fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, but does it come off. with
1: wax paper you take off that could be like Captain America themed? Mm. Wax Checkmate paper that off. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sad of you, Chris. <laughs> Zach, I, uh, I I cannot uh, I cannot express my disappointment more. To I hear can't. That exp- you have decided to join Team Pie, and I'm so proud of you, Zach. <laughs>
2: right we are equally split.
0: I'm a pie guy all the way.
2: Pie guy? Like, it's. I mean, it, it, I don't. I, I can go for pie. I, I don't mind eating pie. But if someone throws, like, a giant cake in front of me, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, fine. I don't. Yeah. Like, when I first started eating them. And she's like, what I, do you want for kind of cake do you want for your birthday? I'm, I, I can make a cake. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, actually, yeah, can you not? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>